Welcome to the trade deadline edition of the KDFL Fantasy Football Podcast. It's me, Brett Steele, and I am joined, as always, by Mr. Jonathan Detroit Haynes. How are we doing, man? Yo, 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 I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well, and filling in again. Basically a fourth co-host now. Uh, it is... Hey. Nocatee General Manager, Angry Matt Smith, joining us. How is it going? The fire, yes. Guys, <laughs> my phone is now falling down on me. Yes. Very, uh, very zen. Good Lord. Very zen <laughs> with my peace hat and my hat and shirt on. So just bringing good vibes to the podcast. That shirt is, that shirt is phenomenal. <laughs> Matt is a ratings guru. I'm pretty sure two of the three podcasts he's been on is the highest rating. Yeah. You know, do what I do, me and Bob Papa. I mean, shout out, shout out, Bob Papa. <laughs> Matt is Matt is the needle the needle mover. Um yeah. but boys, it is a special time in the KDFL. But before we move on to what's ahead, we have to recap what has happened. Detroit kick us off with the results of KDFL week 10. First, we start out with two playoff contenders. The St. Almond Centers traveled to Cross Vegas to take on the gamblers. Uh, the St. Al- Albans Centers, that's kind of hard to say, by the way. Uh, get a big week from Stefan Diggs, Aaron Jones, and Tony Pollard. But the Cross Vegas Gamblers have their highest points so far this week with big outputs from C.D. Lamb and Devin White and Dalvin Cook. They take this one 286 to 230. Now we go to the ultimate matchup of left versus right. All right, next up, we got the Zen Masters at the Lumberjacks. The Zen Masters travel to Wake Forest, I mean, Wake Forest to battle the Lumberjacks. <laughs> the historians of the league know that the Zen Masters have never beaten the Lumberjacks throughout their four years in the league. This one looked promising with Lumberjacks struggling and starting to sell their team for the future. Um, but however, this was one of the ugliest games of the year based on the score. Is a battle between recently traded QBs of Trevor Lawrence and Marcus Marigota. T-Law had 23, Marigota had 19. Sadly, no one else really showed up for either team as the Lumberjacks keep their undefeated streak going against the Zen Masters, winning 186-171. to Next, we have the 4-5 and five Midnight Riders traveling to Elkview to take on the 2-7 and seven Elkview River Rats. Justin Jefferson starts the Midnight Riders off right with possibly the catch of a lifetime with 37 points. But it's Raheem. Hold the catch up and give me the mustard. Leading the way for the River Rats with 21. And stop me if you've heard this before. Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers combine for 49 for the Midnight Riders. But it is not enough as newly traded... Star quarterback Derek Carr scores 20 for the River Rats, and they get the upset home win as the Midnight Riders' bad luck continues. LP River Rats win 260-252. Next, we go with last year's champion and three-time champ, the South Hills Evil Empire, as they travel to Hurricane to take on the Wampus Cats. <clears throat> we had a devastating Wampus. injury for the Evil Empire as Cooper Cup goes down, going to be out four to eight weeks. That's a big loss. So now they probably only score 270 from here on out. But they actually had the lowest output, I think, of this, maybe the lowest output this week for her this season. 234, but it's still enough to beat the Hurricane and Wampus Cats, who only Wampus score Cats. 195. <laughs> All right, next we got the Devermans at the Renegades. The undefeated Dogtown Devermans, some voted – uh, best team name by the uh, smart owners in this league. Others, oh, haters, not so much. Travel to Roxland to battle the struggling Renegades. Two and on Nation leads all the scores with 26 points in this game as he continues his MVC, MVP season. Top 10 QB Geno Smith, which got traded for absolutely nothing a couple last week, continues strong with 21 points. Jonathan Taylor comes back to life with great coaching in Indianapolis and in, against incompetent coaching in Vegas scoring 24 points. The Deverman score got 22 from Josh Allen and 23 from CMC, but the rest of the team decided to take the week off with the Deverman scoring a very low 175 points. 
Renegades win in a surprising blowout, 253 to 175. All right, and now we head south to Melbourne for the Week 10 Game of the Week. It's the Mega Powers hosting the Kings. Frankie Love You Levu leads the way for the Mega Powers, 24 points. I'm going to bet some of you didn't even know this man existed, Carolina linebacker. Josh Jacobs leads the way for the Kings with 23 of his own. Kenny Pickett pours in 19 as he gets past his tough schedule to begin. And it is Dakota Prescott putting the Mega Powers over the top with 20 of his own. As we all know, the Mega Powers show up when the lights are brightest. We were never going to lose the game of the week. Mega Powers cruise 215 to 189. And that's it for your KDFL Week 10 results. I had to get my money's worth because that's the first and only and last time the Mega Powers will be in the spotlight <laughs> this season. <laughs> but we had to go for broke right there. Poured it on thick. You never know. Oh, we know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, that's KDFL. Um, we could talk about we can we could keep it. Uh, we talk about some injuries so far. It's a pretty big one. The Cooper Cup. Yeah, that's huge. <clears throat> that's good for my Lions, too. That is big good. for the Lions. We'll, we'll keep it in NFL right now. Okay, let's keep it in NFL right now. Okay, yeah, that's good. That is great for the Lions. Whose pick do you think is going to be better after all this? The Lions, can they really rally like this, or it's still going to be the Lions pick ahead I of mean, the Rams? I never thought I would say that the Lions would finish ahead of the Rams, but the Rams are just – they're in trouble. Stafford's been messed up. He's been banged up. Out with the concussion. Now no cup, who's the guy he only throws to. So I could see the Lions still – I'm not saying the Lions are going to win like seven games or anything, but I could still see them winning five to six. I mean, the Rams have three right now, three and six. Yeah, same as the Lions. But I, I think three we have – Yeah, we got the Giants next, but then we got the Bills at home Thanksgiving. That's going to be brutal. I don't okay. Let's let's just segue calmly. I don't think it. I mean, yeah, the Lions are obviously going to be huge dogs, but I don't trust the Bills. This I don't. This sounds so stupid. I don't trust Josh Allen in these moments. Like he seems to have just these games where he just the brain just goes out. The Jets' loss was awful. The Dolphins' loss was terrible. Now he just lost a game. I've never seen a a team other than the Falcons do something like that. Where they, they fumble the snap on the on the goal line. So you're saying he's got a little Brett Favre in him? Is that what you're saying? I don't know. I mean, it's definitely something. To, like, they're not runaway favorites. Like everybody's going to trust the Chiefs way more than them right now. Yeah, I think everybody thinks the Chiefs are number one now, <clears throat> which drives me nuts. I hate the Chiefs. I think the Bills still got it. They should have won that game. They were you know beating them. They did. Yeah, ninety nine percent of the time they would have won that game. They and they the did Vikings lose are, it. My skull Vikings are eight and one. Just so we know. <laughs> well, <clears> big fan of the Vikings around the league. <laughs> yeah, the KDFL Vikings. A lot of no, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! There's been a resurgence. The Colts have made amends. Uh, they personally apologize to the podcast. The Colts are back. As long as Matty Ice is under center, there is the KDFL Colts. Because they almost I – mean, oh, I should have done the – I should have – we can uh, do the Undertaker Rise Up gift. Matt Ryan is back. Here's the deal. I mean, who do we want, who do we only, want to share the rest of the year? Matt Ryan or shirtless Kirk Cousins with his chains? And I, don't, I think you, this is a pretty – this is pretty split in the pod in the podcast. As we know, you're putting me against like you're putting me up against it right now because no one has loved Kirk Cousins more on this podcast than me. And uh really all I care about with Ryan right now is seventeen hundred yards away from uh passing Phillip Rivers and you know, hopefully three thousand oh. some yards away from top five. But we're not talking about Matt Ryan. Great run, by the way. What else we got? What else do we got? How about the Raiders? Let's 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 segue to the Raiders from Matt Ryan. They have to. Oh, that's all Matt. <laughs> uh, Josh McDaniels is seriously the worst coach, head coach maybe ever in the history of the league with his, his whole Broncos history. He, that's he drafted the point. my ear Sam Tebow first overall. He lost the locker room. Brandon Marshall, 15 years later, is still ranting about how much he hates Josh McDaniels. 
Um, I mean, the locker room just seems like they don't. I don't know. They 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 haven't. There's it seems like a lot of players aren't doing what they want. Derek Carr is calling out the players. Devontae Adams calls out the players every other week. And if you have good coaching, then I don't see how that happens. <clears throat> and yeah, the Raiders won a lot of close games last year to go ten and seven, but this year their car looks like he broken completely. Uh, he they're just literally a broken there. man. Yeah, they're not there, and they're <laughs> they're, they're, they're defense. They're not starting anybody. They're not putting out the best defense possible that they could. So they are definitely in tank mode. I don't know about the Raiders. I don't know about the players, but the coaching staff is definitely in tank mode. And it, the sad thing is, I think it's just going to buy McDaniel's two to three years to rebuild however he wants to build them. I got a question. Two, two questions for you, Matt. Do you think Derek Carr's there next year? And if he's not, do you think he can succeed outside of Las Vegas? I think Carr will not be there at all next year. And I would love for him to either go to the Bucks with Brady retires, uh, even the Colts. Like I don't, sorry, I don't think Matt Ryan will be there again next year. Um, <laughs> and there's a few other teams like the the 49ers, Who knows what they're do? I know everybody, certain people love Trey Lance, but say they don't go with him. They say they don't sign Jimmy G. Daniels loves Jimmy G. That could be a, I don't know, a little swap right there. Or I would love, absolutely love to see Derek Carr go to a functional franchise that is not just stupid and see how he does. Because he's always yeah. had a terrible defense and 10 coaches I mean, now. <clears throat> it's, I mean, you know. this is, I mean, this is literally like watching myself. The right. Cause it's the same. It's the same stuff. It's just like a functional franchise. We, we ruined his career. This is a mess. They wanted half the fan base wants him gone, then half doesn't. And he's shown it when he's had competency around him that he can prove that he can produce. And I would say this normally you give the head coach more benefit of the doubt, but with McDaniels, we saw it already with Denver. It's <clears> different. <throat> it's different. This isn't Hackett as bad as he's been. You know, this isn't first year head coaches. We've seen it with McDaniels and it went terrible. And I don't care, like get mad or whatever. The the Spygate stuff, like it matters when you go somewhere that you can't that you don't have that with you now. That system of whatever they were doing. I mean, I don't know. He doesn't have his daddy with him. So he doesn't have Papa with him. <laughs> he doesn't have um, Papa Bill. Papa Bill. Um, I think. Oh, Detroit. Just real quick, would you like to see uh, Jared Goff on the Niners? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Just because. I would love to see just that. because the commission's board team. I tried to give him Matt Ryan. Matt's tried to give him Derek Carr. Does anybody, does anybody else want to volunteer a quarterback for this team? Yeah. Yeah. I don't see it. I don't see it happening. I don't think golf's going to be with the Lions the next year either. Where's he? I think. Yeah, they, they always do to, this. They'll be able to cut him now. They couldn't cut him these first two years because such a huge cap. I'm pretty sure they can save twenty million dollars if they cut him. They got to do it by March though of next year, so we'll know early what they're going to be doing. So yeah, I, this I is their big it. year, right? This is their big make or break right now with paying yeah. them, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Which is what you literally just so said. I, I think they're going to move on. He's not the guy. He he could be if, and then this kind of flies in the face of what we just watched happen. He could be, but um, but the road when he's on the road, it can get it can when it gets bad, it gets extremely bad. Like he does, he's never seen a football before. Yeah, he he just has a couple throws a game. You're like, what are you doing? Hey, uh, what happens if Carr goes to the Lions? I'd be happy. I'd take him <laughs> over golf in a heartbeat. It's just another <laughs> non non functional franchise, though. So yeah, it's. I don't know. I'm mean, <laughs> anxious to see what James Jameson Williams can do when he comes when he's finally able to play. They'll have him with St. Brown, and they got a nice little one two running back punch with Swift and yeah. Williams, but. I'm not saying they're going to be contenders or anything. It'll be interesting. They have a lot of draft picks over the next couple of years. So, I got uh, I got some fun stuff to as we talk about dysfunctional franchises. Um, talking about the Falcons, 
Um, this last game, Mariota threw it from his ass. We've talked about it multiple times. Absolutely the craziest thing I've ever seen. And so much not like him. I've never even seen him do like the, the knock against him for me was that he wasn't quite explosive, but it wasn't that he did stuff like that. I've never seen like him never play. I was just sitting there like in awe. Like, did the rain like you're, you're supposed to be a duck? Or a duck, you're supposed to be good in these elements. <laughs> The, the, the third, honestly, that, that play is getting a little bit over. I'm pretty sure what he was trying to do was throw it away. And it just, when he hit, it like bounced it and it went flying. But I hope to God it wasn't going to someone. But interesting fact. I got two interesting facts here. Who do you think leads the NFL in percent of uncatchable targets? Oh, God. Uh, Texans. No, no, I'm sorry. It's a player. My bad. That's my, that's my fault. Oh, okay. I'm going to guess Cal Pitts since you're asking. It would be yeah. Cal Pitts in an alarming, <laughs> an alarming 30%. That's insane for a third of your yeah. passes to not be catchable. Um, I, saw something which, where yeah. I saw something where he's leading the league in, uh, I don't even remember the term, but yards in the air. Air like yards. Air ball. It's literally air yeah, yards. Air yards. <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh. yeah. So that, that was why I guessed him too, though. But you asked him too, though. Because so. remember, it was Alave. Remember, we put that stat out and we were all were like, that's so stupid. He had like 330 air yards in one game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> James just <laughs> fired it, dude. All right. Next, next thing. It's pretty cool to me. Um, there is no division. There's nobody. There's no team that is currently eliminated from winning the division, from the math to be able to win the division. No team is currently eliminated really? from that. Right. Yeah, there's not. There's only one team that can be next week. If the Falcons beat the Bears, the Bears cannot win because you got the Vikings up top with one loss. The Bears yeah. cannot win the NFC North no matter what happens. So that's kind of interesting. Hmm. Um now, I know, I know Matt, I know Matt Scott, you have more talking points about the NFL? Because I got one more thing. I was just wanting to say how much I hate the media with their uh, how with how how almighty they think they are with Jeff Saturday and just guys on there. Just I, I saw Pat McAfee talk about it too, and he just ran it on them, saying, "Shut up, have a freaking mind of your own. You don't have to talk." <laughs> just because whatever exactly. it's, the whole talking point is, oh God, Jeff Saturday, that's the worst thing in the world, and then he ends up winning. And, and I mean, for the head I coach, agree. as I could see. If they tra- if they if they got rid of all their assistant coaches too, that would be one thing. But the head coach is just you're you're leading your coaches, your I mean, coordinators. Yeah. Who and Can't, then if you change it to another guy, somebody else has to take over that coordinator duties. I mean, we had Rich Basakia as our QB. Right, as our that's coach a perfect guy. example. You think he's any different than Jeff Saturday? Get out of here! Right. And he made the playoffs. Right. So I mean, media, as always. <laughs> It's it's like it's just like you want to scream like do you guys not understand what this hiring was? Or say brought in a loyal employee forever that he could trust that could rally the troops. That little snippet that Saturday had of like do you not do you not I played with the greatest. Do you not know think I know what winning pre- preparation looks like? I mean, and I love it. He's like I may be terrible at this, <laughs> but. But yeah, I mean, it's clearly yeah, sure. a placeholder. Now he might be able to cover yeah. whatever, but he's not out there dialing up schemes and all this and that he dialed up that matt ryan 40 yard right. run i promise you no i mean it's just he's a morale guy he's a morale guy right now for a team that badly badly needs it it was a train wreck we're, we're, I, I mean we can we can talk about how bad the media is on everything so they just I run mean, with it i got the right go two fellas on the bottom <laughs> yeah, if it go. doesn't go the way they think it should be they're gonna they're gonna hit you non-stop yeah, that's what you've seen in this. I, I got one. Uh, I got one other thing for the NFL this week. The football team, as they will always be known to me, I will not call them by their stupid name. That <laughs> they changed it to the football team played very well. They've been playing well. They were, I think they were one and five. Now they're five and five. They need to stick with Taylor Heineke for the future. Give him a one to two year contract. I agree. Let I him agree. go out. Quick bringing in Carson Wentz and whatever other bum QB you want to bring in. Heineke, I love the passion. People were yes. like, Carr has never done anything like that. Get, right. get blasted and then stand up immediately and do that first down. I love it. I would bring Heineke I, to the Raiders. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up because my yeah. 11-year-old's a Washington Commanders fan. She's like, are you going to talk about the Commanders? <laughs> there you like, go. 
I guess I can. <laughs> so how is there a lions and a oh my god, a lions and a command I, in the same ask. house? Oh, what a house of pain. Um, I agree 100%. We all know. I mean, I've been a big Heineke fan. Now, I thought Sam Howe would be good, but I would not. I mean, I, I wanted to see what Sam Howe could do, but I love Heineke, man. I, exactly he, the same reasons Matt good. said. He looked good. Was it last year or two years ago against Tampa? It was, when, it was two years ago. He almost got yeah. Tom in the first round or whenever yeah. they played. It was close. Yeah, it was like the last play. Yeah. 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 Uh, I sadly dropped him in KDFL because I did not think he had any more hope after that season. Right. I don't. I don't I, it must have been a forty-man spot. And he was. I don't trust. Dropped. I just don't trust Rivera at all. Like I'm ready for him. I don't need to move on. But Heineke yeah. and his numbers didn't look amazing. I think it was only two hundred yards and maybe a touchdown, if that. But it was. But if you watch, like that, yeah. yeah you if can. you watch the yeah. game, and it's the it's the ability to take risks that separate you. Like he would chuck it. And I mean, maybe he got lucky on some throws, or whatever, and some calls went their way. But I, I, yeah, I like he's I like, not one of those dink and dunker guys, you know. No, no. That all you need to know about the him and the difference between him and Carson Wentz is that high snap that went twenty yards back that he grabbed and still chucked it to the line yeah. to get it out of bounds without being intentional grounding. Carson Wentz folds like a dinner tray on top of that oh, ball he, and lays it. He would have tore his ACL just running back to get it. Yeah. Now. My, my last piece, you know, you guys know how much I preach about this situation, 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 Romo Hudson, all that stuff, you know. There's a famous pick that wasn't made in the KDFL that the, that the uh, general manager said. I even said it, and I still went against it. And that would be, and I think we should revisit this because I think they're looked at in very different lights now. Who would you rather have, Tua or Herbert? It's way closer than it's ever been. You don't got to ask me. You know, my, oh. my, it's me against the whole league. With no, it's not now, but it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Six I don't ago. know. I don't but you know. don't know. Think, that's that's good enough, though. Because yeah. Tua's situation right now is a lot better. Herbert's Tua's situation is incredible. Yeah. And I he mean, is I, taking it, but he's not. But it's the situation's incredible. But he's not throwing for two hundred yards and nothing. Like he is still you, chucking it. He that, is getting the results. Have you seen that video going around of all the clips of all the talking heads talking bad about Tua, about yeah. how he can't throw the ball? Next thing you know, you see all these highlights are just showing him just throwing it all over the place. Wait, we said that on here. I never even heard that he couldn't throw a deep ball until yeah. he got hit. I never, even, I didn't know where that came from. Um, but I, yeah, it's close now. It's at least a discussion, if not taking to it. Yeah. And I will say, I hate to say that Matt is right, but I've seen it more and more now. Crowned him way too early. We crowned him incredible, and he's been hurt. <laughs> he has had no one. I get it, but well, I mean, the Chargers just—they just. I, I talked about this a few weeks ago. You just can't trust. Them. They'll come out there and just play crappy and then they'll play a really good game and everyone's like, Oh, all right, they're back. This is a team. Look out. And then they'll throw up a goose egg or something. They're just not okay. consistent. No. And yeah. And Staley's that, that welcomes worn itself out. Now it appears he's not everybody's darling anymore. Like even with, he was mine, dude. I love the, I love the going for it as much as he did. I don't think you should ever kick an extra point. Hardly. Um, but it's definitely uh you have to have execution behind it, as we've said. All right. Anything else in the NFL? That was a nice NFL segment that was calm and informative. The fans, uh, the fans love my instant feedback of my of our own segments. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was no uh, never mind. I'm not gonna say it. Oh Captain, my captain. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right so it's our uh it's probably our one of our favorite times of the year in the KDFL ever since basically uh, two years ago and last year when it was just crazy time. You skipped me what? again, but that's all right. I did skip you, dude. I said when I say do you have anything else and you have something else, that's fair. <laughs> I didn't do it right. Go ahead. All right. This week on what grinds my gears, it's more of a more about people in general and over it's just overreactions okay from week to week 
especially uh, with certain teams. I won't specifically talk about the NFC, how everyone just freaks out. As soon as you lose a game, oh, they're done. What's wrong with them? Some team wins a couple games, <clears throat> plays in San Francisco. Now they're the now they're the Super Bowl favorites to come out of the NFC. Let's just calm down. Let's calm down. Do you trust Jimmy G to lead your team? I know he made it to a Super Bowl Matt before. <laughs> I I don't believe it. I don't. I guess they have probably the best defense in the league, and that will carry you. But I think when the time comes, I just. I don't trust them. I don't think he can lead you to a championship. Then again, the AFC stacked anyways. But I just love how everyone panics from just overreacts. Now Minnesota's the best team because they beat Buffalo. You know, if they lose that game, are we talking about them being the best team in the NFC? Um, I don't know. Just overreactions drive me nuts. And you see it every week. I did, I did pull it up while you were talking. And you are right. Uh Matt, the Bills are still the favorite. The Bills are plus 380. Chiefs are plus 500. Yeah. Eagles, 600. Niners are ahead of the Vikings, though. They are plus eight, and the Vikings yeah, are 11. So, a few weeks ago, who I don't know. I don't know the amount of times I've been on this podcast. Me and Brett talked about the 49ers. I've been, yeah, go through the KDFL. It's been me all season long with the great Jimmy G and my Trey Lance hates. We can't trust Jimmy it. G is a, Jimmy G is a good – game facilitator for the 49ers. Yeah, you might screw up occasionally, but but the 49ers are stacked. They got CMC. Stacked. They got Elijah Mitchell. He looked great. They got Debo, which is a running back wide receiver. The defense, when they're healthy, is ridiculous. I don't see any – I don't see the Eagles beating them in the NFC. I don't see the Vikings beating them in the NFC. I, the only thing that scares me, I think I saw some tweet about it, it's a stupid freaking 9-8 and eight Tampa Bay Buccaneers making the playoffs with that defense going against Jim BG, Kirk Cousins, and Jalen Hurts. Oh, they're going to get the path. Yeah. Oh, well, they play each other in a couple of weeks, Tampa, and Tampa goes to San Francisco. That's so a, be- uh, a regular season, but still. I, yeah, I, 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 I don't Right now, I picked the 49ers to be in the Super Bowl. Again, I don't know. I, I think I would. I think I would too. Oh, you hate it, don't you? In the Super Bowl. I would too. Oh. But I've been saying that. I've been saying the 49ers this year. Then that podcast that Matt's talking about, we both had him, we both had him as number two behind the Eagles at the time. Wow, the commissioner's gonna love you guys. I'm oh, just no, saying <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, the team is so complete. It's got the D line, it's got the DBs are better. They used to be an Achilles heel. Um, it's got the receivers. It's got the, the running back. Team that just lost to Atlanta a couple weeks ago, twenty eight to fourteen. It was the same team. That team was decimated. No Nick Bosa. Everybody no oh. no CMC. Everybody, everybody gets hurt. hurt. Oh, like they played like. Don't make him share the stat and diminish my win. They had to play like their third, <laughs> third team defense. Did, did Debo play? Did Debo even play that game? I know he missed a little bit of time. Debo did play. Yes. Kittle play. Oh, Debo I'm, played. I'm saying right play. now. They're not making the Super Bowl. Let's I'm calling. Let's do a wager. Me and you wager. 20 bucks. All right. You let's do the rest of the NFC. You gave him 15 teams? Yeah. <laughs> 20 bucks. 20 bucks. I'll do it. All right. Deal. Done deal. <laughs> I'm sure I would. <laughs> All right. I mean, I just I think, I think they're teams. complete. There's, there's I like know, four yeah. or five teams, really. I did see – I did notice one. I pulled this stat on the Eagles. I am a little – I picked them to be first in the NFC before the season started. I'm starting to get a little worried because the last three weeks they've given up 144 rushing yards to the Steelers, 168 to the Texans, and 152 to the Washington. And you get in the playoffs and the team starts running on you like that, that's going to hurt. Yeah, but so, it's because of um, – I don't know how many games he's missed now. The big dude from Georgia, Jordan Davis. Yeah, he did. I know he didn't play last week. I don't know if he missed before then because I don't keep up on uh, Eagles. 40, uh, Eagles defensive line injuries. Oh, we but, should have Storkzilla on the podcast. He tells. I got it here. Did he just miss last week and that was it? No, he's missed the last two weeks. Okay. So, and he was um, okay. We're going to switch up what we were talking about, what we're going to talk about, because we did give a very informative 
um, NFL side. So we were going to talk, we were going to review a lot of uh, the past trades, but since I have you two here, and I'm calling it Audible right now, since I have you two here, and you two were the birthers of the chaos of last year, we're just going to do a simple <laughs> one year later reunion show of your all's trades. Just specifically, Ooh. your all's. Your two. This is a perfect two to have on this podcast for what happened last year at the trade deadline because we don't need to review the famous. We don't need to review freaking AJ Green and James Robinson for Derek Henry. We (laughs) pretty much called that spot on at the time. Um, So I know, Matt, you've got some stuff lined up. I do. Yeah. So we had to go down the trades. One by, I'll do do the first trade. The first trade that I got so much help for. Well, and so much help for this trade, which we've talked about some. I still haven't got an apology, but I think people have reached my side a little bit. I Is this the one that I am also doing an apology for? I traded. I don't think. I don't know. I traded away Russell Wilson and Alvin Kamara. Yes, for, this is it. for Travis Etienne, 2023 second, which became as 2022 second, which became Isaiah Spiller, and a 2023 first, which becomes something else later. And I have the entire rundown that I'll go through what what my <laughs> trades happen, but that was the trade. And I got killed for it. They're like, oh, it should have only been Alvin Kamara. Or it should have only been you. That's all you gave up for Russell Wilson. He's worth two first. Like I'm pretty sure we can find that in Discord. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It, yeah, it was, I mean, I, I probably looking back on that, I, I can see I was like, no, I don't like that trade. No one did <laughs> at all. Yeah. How dare you? I had that trades back because I thought Kamara still right now has done more yeah, than I thought he would after the, that trade. You've been on the Kamara's on the way down for right. a while. <clears throat> and Russell Wilson's just been garbage. Oh, it's great. I love it. I love, I love the Wilson. He's trash. I mean, even if I kept him on my team, I would have traded him this year because I. There's no way I was having a Denver Broncos starting QB on my team. So, <laughs> <laughs> he would have been gone one way. All right, right so yeah. me keep going or Detroit go? Does Detroit have one of his yet? I mean, are we just going to discuss what I did? Well, we'll like, go over, yeah, we'll go over because it was uh, awesome and we need to review it because we always talk about the trades, Darren, and we don't talk about it after. All righty. So the first one I did was I'm just going to talk about the big three or whatever. I okay. traded Aaron Rodgers to Mike for 2022 first and Rondell Moore. I ended up trading that first to Matt so I can move up to get Damian Pierce. So I don't mind that trade now because Rodgers hasn't – he's kind of fallen off. Yeah. So. And at the time you it, couldn't foresee he was going to lose Adams either. Right. So, I mean – Back then, I'm sure everyone was like, yeah, that's terrible. What are you doing? But, I mean, I still don't know what I'm doing. But <laughs> Rondell Moore is interesting. Trade. Yeah, he's, he's had double digits like five of the last six games, point-wise. So, I mean, he is that deep target. I mean, yeah. he can't just throw it up to Hopkins all day long. It's got to be somebody else. So, I think I yeah, like so I your side mind. of that. Yeah, I, I didn't mind that trade. Oh, there's some yeah, other ones. It, on. it depends on how long uh, Roger Rogers playing. If he's, he's also two, played better years. lately. Yeah, it depends on how much longer. Yeah, but he only he only threw the ball like 20 times the other day. Yeah, they won. Yeah, three yeah. touchdowns. All right, man. All right, what I you got next? I traded away Josh Jacobs, which ended up becoming. It was the 2022 first, 2022 second, the great Ronald Jones. It's messy how it works, though. But what it ended up becoming was I get Ken Walker because he fell on the draft, which I think I went that trip already. Ken Walker for Josh Jacobs. I think it's done right there. I also got George Pickens, traded a little bit. Yeah. Ken Walker, George Pickens, the great Ronald Jones. So I got those three right there. Out of that trade, and I traded away another second round pick to get George Pickens. But so, I mean, people, I, mean, I traded Josh Jacobs. He's a young running back, but the thing, the logic was, 
I don't. I had too many Raiders on my team. Right. On and and just Jacobs was hit or miss. I think he's still hit or miss. Some weeks he's amazing, and then other weeks he he does whatever. I mean, he he doesn't he doesn't win. Although the the past five weeks or so, it looks bad, and he he traded him. But I got Ken Walker, which turned became Brees Hall. I don't know if I said that. Ken Walker became Brees Hall. So, oh yeah, that's a little tidbit to leave out. Yeah, so that's another. Yeah, that's another thing. So I really got Brees Hall out of that. And giving up another first round pick for for Bruce Hall, <clears throat> Ronald Jones, man, he always he's looked good. good, but he did he's always just, look solid. He, he's on the Chiefs, and he never addresses. No, he's he's. <laughs> I mean, we never we may never hear from him again, but he yeah, always looks solid on the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Detroit. Wow. I have one here of yours, and I want to know is this if this was this was last year, right? A certain tight end. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's break this one down. This one might go the other way. I, I, I don't want to. This one might go the other way. <laughs> yeah, all right. So you talk about Travis Kelsey, right? Oh, yeah, that's him. Yeah, I, tra- I traded him to Germ, which I don't like calling him Germ. That seems weird. Maybe Clark. Evil Empire. Yeah. And I get a Dallas Goddard. <laughs> Van Jefferson, a 2023 second and a 2022 third, which turned into Aiden Hutchinson. Um, I traded Dallas Goddard to Keith. Van Jefferson has been. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, Van Jefferson has been awful in the three games he's been back. Then again, the Rams are terrible. Um, I still have the second. You know, my thinking at the time was all right, I'm getting a. Young tight end that's pretty decent. A he young is. wide receiver. I was trying to go youth. Um, I didn't. At, Travis Kelsey was the last one that I had on my team, besides Lamar at the time, that was worth anything. So I was like, I'm just tearing this whole thing down, and I'm just going to restart. Which I probably I mean, should have held on to him a little bit longer. but Well, I mean, I think you could make a case that, that Goddard third. Now that Pitts is kind of not being able to realize the yeah. potential or whatever, you could go Kelsey Andrews Goddard, Kelsey Andrews yeah. Schultz, Kelsey Andrews Kittle. You know, yep. I mean, you can go either. I mean, I, I, I would I would put him up there. Now Van Jefferson has been a miraculous disappointment. I don't even understand that because I thought he yeah. would, I thought he would shine with Robert Woods. Gone. I know he's got hurt and everything like that, but I mean, it, yeah, there's been a couple games back where he's had no points, so. I don't know. That's not one of my better ones, but <laughs> not one of my just, add, just add it to the list. Just add it to the list of bad trades. <laughs> I don't care. It's fun to make trades. Oh yeah, it is. It's addicting. All right, so my, my next one, I'll probably get hell for five more years from now. I traded away AJ Brown. Oh, okay, this one's fun. For for twenty twenty two first, which ended up becoming Damian Pierce. So traded pick 15, 2023 first. Again, at the end, I will go through exactly what that team is and versus what it was. Uh, AJ Brown, 2022 first, 2023 first, 2023 fourth, and 2023 fifth. And I did this because, yeah, I, I still think he's doing it this year too. He has moments where he is the greatest wide receiver in the league. And then what happened on Monday night? How many points did he end up with? One, two, yeah. I don't like players like that. Give me a 12-point guy every week versus a 31-week zero the next week. And that that's what he did every year in Tennessee. But people loved him because they only saw the major highlights. And it, it kills you, though, whenever you have guys like that. It will win you a week, but it will also easily lose you a week. I mean, he's but a he big reason. Much better. Right. He seems much better on the Eagles and his best friend, Jalen Hurts, which – I didn't know he, that at the time, but he'd be there. Yeah, you didn't. I was going to say, you didn't know he was going. So. Yeah. He, he's the main reason why, you know, we say the Wampus Cats are a boom-bust team. Like, they're either going to blow you out or they're going to get blown out because they have a lot of players players like this. Um, But, I mean, till two first. And he, did, he didn't just have the boom-bust games. He had injury issues a lot. Yeah, he had injuries, yeah. Which has not happened in Philly, like you said. Um, That's pretty interesting. That one, that one is still very much TBD. But right now, it looks like, I mean, you turn, you turned. That was, um, I mean, that that Pierce trade turns into 
the Brees Hall factor. Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait, sorry. I'll get the whole thing at the end. Go <laughs> it's ahead. It's like a 10 player trade. I know. I did. <laughs> so, you what is, you okay. Another one. Detroit yeah, one mean, more, then Matt will, Matt will recap, and then we'll, we'll roll on. Let's do uh, – I traded DK Metcalf to Buston for Jeremy's 2022 first and Buston's 2022 second. I know at the time I got a lot of crap for that one too, but I don't remember what the other ones turned out to be. I think I packaged the first to you, Matt. You did not keep one of those picks. Yeah, I didn't. So it's one of them went to Matt that became Sky Moore. Or when I went to the uh, Zen Masters, which became Sky Moore, one of them went to this is how uh, the Zen Masters got George Pickens. One of them went to no, this is not it. Sorry. One of them ended up uh, somehow, I don't know how, in Melbourne and became (laughs) David Bell, which we're still seeing. What the heck? I'm hoping Watson comes back and we'll see what David Bell does. But uh, that's pretty interesting. Okay. Matt, give us your give us whatever I crazy. I'll, I'll give you the rundown, but I had one other big trade. I traded away right. Andre Hopkins, and I got a okay. million pieces for it. Brian Edwards, Chase Edmonds, which I traded you for Alan Lazard, Greg Dolchich, which I traded for like twenty dollars in Fab, which I'm stupid right now. <laughs> Did that on the trap. Twenty twenty fifth, which was Danny Gray. I don't even remember drafting him, but I guess I traded away Daniel Bellinger. Should be an all right tight end. And Christian Harris, linebacker for the Texans. He was injured at the beginning of the year, but he's on all right now. That's a lot of players, but it is DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins also got suspended for PED, so good riddance. Get out of here. I don't I don't need him. On the Only Zen natural in Nocatee. It is. So, overall, I got a million picks, and I traded away. I really traded away Wilson. Okay, so a million picks, and I did a ton of trades with these picks. So what ended up happening? Uh, the the Kings leader might argue with me with his amazing spreadsheet skills that he has. But uh, <laughs> I traded away Russell Wilson out of all out of all the picks and everything. Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Marcus Mariota, Alvin Kamara, Ken Walker, Josh Jacobs, Chase Edmonds, AJ Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Pat Freer, 2024 first and fifth pick. In the trade calculator, that is worth 45,000 points you know, on the trade calculator that I always use. I received Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Brees Hall, Isaiah Spiller, Ronald Jones, George Pickens, Alan Lazard, Hollywood Brown, Brian Edwards, Daniel Bellinger, and Christian Harris, which is 44,000 points, but Christian Harris is not factored in there because he's a defensive player. So, I don't know. I got super young, though. That's what I wanted to do. I got rid of all my old guys, and I went super young. So, we're seeing... We already got our... We already got our first... (laughs) Our first gift is the CVS receipt for our preview. The CVS just... (laughs) Long scroll of a receipt of Matt reading down. (laughs) What just went down. It was like a a 10 for 11 trade, if I did it right. Um, I don't know. Maybe I did, but it's ridiculous. Now, oh, so okay, I was gonna say we're not gonna talk about. I know it wasn't one of our deals, but uh, we're not gonna we talk about the Derrick Henry trade. The no, I already said that. We're gonna talk about that. <laughs> uh, right. Now, this is the trade deadline show, so we would be uh-huh. remiss if we could not announce some deals that have happened. Oh, we have some hour. deals. Matt, I'm going to have yours got, go first. I since obviously, in, I, I, I got warped in this trade thing, and I kind of forgot about this. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. You do yours first, because I, I think it obviously, yeah. Oh, it's it's a gigantic trade. It, right. It's massive. I'm mean, trading away the great Dante Foreman, Carolina Panthers workhorse, 30 carry plus a game, to the Hurricane Wampus for his 2023 second round pick. So, why? So, Devontae Foreman is on the move to Hurricane. Why, might you ask, would the Wampus Cats be acquiring a running back who has maybe a short shelf life? Maybe. We don't know. Uh Why would they be doing that? It's because, boys. Turn around and trade him again? No. The Wampus Cats did not trade him. But, boys, it's happened. It's finally happened. It's a bittersweet moment in Melbourne. As 
the Melbourne Mega Powers acquire the better first rounder between the Wampus Cats and the Zen Masters. They also acquire the Oakview River Rats second round pick. And important to note, 25-year-old Dawson Knox tied in for the Bills for Baltimore tight end Mark Andrews. It has happened. Oh, my God. He is officially a Wampus Cat. This was this was about as close to a three team deal as you could get in a certain way, uh, because I oh, yeah. without without three teams all trading with each other, this is pretty close. Because Matt giving up Foreman increases his odds of not having being in the lottery. My thinking was I want I just want a first round pick that's in the lottery. I just want a shot to be in the lottery. So that's why it's the best of Matt or the best of the or the Zen Masters or the Wampus Cats. Now. My other thing behind this, obviously, Andrews is exactly – it was weird hearing you talk about Kelsey because it's the exact same reasons. Andrews is my only offensive player outside of quarterbacks that's over 25. Um, well, Ridley, but we'll see what happens with him. I've almost written him off, so we'll see what happens with him. Um, Did he get traded? Yeah, he's a Jaguar now, whenever he might oh, presume yeah. to join, rejoin the NFL. He's going to be their number one, so we'll see. We're a little optimistic about him. Uh, right well, well, Chris Kirk. <laughs> he's not. Ridley's – Anyway, <laughs> that's my thinking. And this is my outside pie in the sky thinking, which I have I've told Matt this. I am not sold on the idea that Lamar is in Baltimore for the long term. It makes no sense why they haven't already done this deal. Maybe they will. I'm not saying it's even 50-50 that he won't be, but it's not 100% that he will be. And I think once you move on from him, if that would happen, I'm extremely concerned about Andrews' value. And I am the guy that traded away Jimmy Graham at his height, and that fell off a cliff. So I don't think I could strike like and try to think our Mark Andrews is obviously a high asset, but I need younger. I need to get younger. I need my QBs to get healthy. Um, so sad day. It's my best draft pick I've ever had as far as when you talk about when you picked them. Fourth round. I was laughed at. I was told Hayden Hurst was the receiving and Mark Andrews was the blocking tight end. Ha ha. So we'll see what happens. There it is. There's our trade. Nobody so, else has anything. Unless somebody else, unless you're having one that you're having. No, I'm still well, trying to get rid of Alan Lazard, and it was close, but I got shot down. Uh, he's still on the block. When is the trade deadline today or tomorrow? No, it's tomorrow, but but uh, we want to get these trades on the podcast if we could. So that's why I said that. Uh, hey, uh, Christian Watson. Christian Watson. Yeah, he does. Uh, trade for Watson. He looked good last week. Yeah, he does. It did look good. Uh, so, uh, you were going to get Gerald Everett, but you got Dawson Knox. Yeah, that was just simply I don't an age thing. Dawson Knox is a throw in on this, but it's a throw in on a high powered offense. To me, I mean Gerald Everett looks looks more solid right now, but he he's injury he's injured, um, and I think he has a little bit of history of that. And it's really Dawson Knox, whatever. Uh, Conklin's been fine. He's he's top top 14 or so tight end. He's been fine. I'm interested to see what Kate Otten does if, if Brady moves on, but I don't have a lot of faith in that because Brady's also going to move on. But really also Trey McBride. He was the top tight end in the class. Ertz is hurt. So at least we're going to see. Like that's a lot of what drafting rookies is. It's just opportunity. We're just going to see. Like, yeah. I don't know if he'll be good. I don't know if he'll be bad, but I know we'll get to see. That's the whole point. So hopefully we get two picks in the top six. Hopefully we, I mean, in my opinion, I went from presumably 24% of get chance of getting the first round, the first overall pick to 34%. I know it doesn't quite work that way, but I mean, or does it quite work that way? Does it exactly work that way? I need an accountant or a mathematician here to. to I have me. a bachelor's in accounting, but I don't want to figure that out. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I have 34% chance if, if, if the Zen Masters pick is six, it has a 10% chance or I have a 24% chance if yeah. I finish second. Zen Masters would have a 10% chance if they finish sixth. Do I not mean I have a 34% chance? First? Yeah, I guess. Um, In theory? All right. Yeah. If you both make the playoffs, I'm going to be pissed. Somebody's got All right. from me. We now, miraculously, when I didn't think we had much to talk about, we now have to get moving right now <laughs> through these picks. <laughs> it's yes, KDFL. It's KDFL week 11. And I'm going to go to Matt first, and then I'm going to go to Detroit, um, and then back to me. Um, so, are we ready? 
I say that as yeah. I'm loading still. We're going to start off with the three and seven, I believe. Elkview River Rats traveling to Kanawha County. That was dumb to say. Uh, with the one and nine, <laughs> one and nine Kanawha Man. County Kings. Matt, take it away. The stupid United States of America. Can't, it's the dumb Carolina Panthers right now. I hate it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be short with all these. I am going with the River Rats led by the great Derek Carr. All right. Nice. Detroit. They are not a oh. three overall, just so you guys know. That's the winning, if I, oh, the winning oh, real quick. I have that. Now, all right. I have it. I have it. Yeah. I have it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's on me. Last week, this is like Detroit was glad that we missed this because uh, last week Detroit went an embarrassing, laughable two and four. Uh, me and Phil, <laughs> me, me and Phil went three and three. Uh, Detroit still leads the way at thirty nine and twenty one. Me and Phil are both thirty five and twenty five, and Matt is nine and three. So, Matt's locked in for the River Rats, um, led by Derek Carr. Yeah. Detroit, what say you? Yeah, this says right now that I'm like a 16-point underdog, but one of the reasons is I got a defensive player that's not playing, so he's out right now. Um, I look at this, and I think it's going to come down to one player and one player only, and that's on the Canal County Kings, and that is Melvin Gordon. He's going to get a touchdown this week and take down the River Rats. Okay. I have this. Uh, I have. Yeah, this is a this is a show me game for a lot of team, a lot of players on both teams. These are two teams that are you know essentially out of it. So you're going you're just looking for players to pop. Christian Watson, definitely keep an eye on him to see what his um, what his numbers look like. Pickett's hard schedule does ease up. That's what we've talked about. It's starting to ease up. He's got the Bengals and Derek Carr's last good game was against the Broncos. So for that reason. Not to piggyback off Matt's reason, but Derek Carr, he should look better. The man left all his emotions out on the podium. So I'm going with the River Rats to get the win. All right. Next, we have my Melbourne Mega Powers traveling all the way up to St. Albans to take on the St. Albans Centers. This is a huge rivalry game. I will remind everybody the 2016 championship, Tom Savage Ball, is in effect. Six years later, can't let it go. Matt, take it away. <laughs> Although I knew the Mega Powers are were lo- losing Mark Andrews. Um, and just looking at the centers, the, the centers are six and four. They got Tony Pollard. Is, is Zeke, when does Zeke come back? I don't know. My, He's practiced today, I believe, or he, he might come back. He did. Yeah. Well, Tony Pollard's playing well, so he's still in the lineup, whatever. And then his wide receivers with Diggs, Hopkins, and McLaurin. Uh, I'm going with the centers. All right, Detroit. Yeah, yeah. This is um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm the biggest Kirk Cousins fan on this podcast. So I think I like I like him this week. Uh, Also on the centers, it it just depends on how Green Bay is going to use Aaron Jones. Well, I don't know what they're doing sometimes with that guy. One week he'll get 20 touches, the next it's only eight. But uh, I think they just have a little bit more firepower, firepower. And they're going to take you down this week. A quick, quick right. thing about the Aaron Jones. I, in redraft leagues, I almost think AJ Dillon is dropped. I almost dropped him yeah. today in my in one of my yeah. redraft. Leagues. Insane to it's, say, but it's yeah, ridiculous. Like, what the hell are they doing? How? Yeah. Whatever. We'll trade him away if you're not going to use him. It's, yeah. Doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> All right, so. Dak needs a bounce back game. Two INTs last week versus the uh, Packers. All right. Now, his numbers didn't look great, but Pacheco got 20 carries last week. He is the starter now, and I'm loving it to see it. I want to see CEH is gone. It is really just Pacheco and McKinnon now, um, a two man show in Kansas City. Um, and I got Cousins going against a good pass rush and defense, but Terry McLaurin is much better with Taylor Heineke because, like we talked about earlier, Heineke. Slings it. I don't want to win now. Obviously, we've sold off, but I'm worried that the Mega Powers are going to get up for this game against this rival. So, sadly, I am picking myself to win this game. So, I'll be a lone wolf on that one. By the way, Phil has went Kings and Sinners in the first two games. Nice of me to keep up with that. Now, (laughs) next up, we have the 
Wake Forest Lumberjacks, speaking of the captain, at four and six, traveling to Hurricane to take on the new home of Marcus Andrews, the Hurricane Wampus Cats at five and five. Take it away, Matt. Uh, the Lumberjacks got their victory last week against me. Uh, very ugly game. But I am predicting the Lumberjacks do not win another game this year. I'm going to Wampus Cats, yeah. Detroit. I hate when you do that. Uh, the Wampus Cats? Yeah, look at it. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at this, I I didn't realize <clears throat> Phil's team was this bad. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Plus with with you or making that trade and him getting Andrews, the Wampus Cats, uh, I think they're going to get back on the in the win column. So I think they're going to easily take down the Lumberjacks. Sorry, Wolf Forest. Like this is it. This Mariota. Like it's never been as true as it was. This could be his last ride. If we lose to the Bears, he's done. So maybe he'll play well. The Bears defense is is terrible. Uh, the Najee Harris seat is heating up. Jalen Warren does look good. Najee, he looked okay last week, but not not nearly what we've expected to see from him. And um, there is literally, I believe, let me double check my numbers here. Yep, looks to be the case. There is no offensive talent on the Lumberjacks whatsoever. So <laughs> I'm going, I'm going Wampus Cats. The kid the and he beat me. I love it. He did. How the hell? He did beat me. <laughs> All right. Next up, um, we have a couple good matchups uh, up next here. Oh, uh, not this one. We have the, the Evil Empire. <laughs> I had to confuse with a different game. The Evil, not this one. The Evil Empire at nine and one, going to get some sun in Nakatee at four and six. Take it away, Matt. All right. This is a true story. This weekend, I will be going meditating all weekend on a cruise. I will not have Wi-Fi. I will not be watching this matchup. I'm going to have a very nice mental health retreat as the evil empire destroyed the Zen Masters. This, 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 this cruise <laughs> was scheduled specifically around this fantasy football that contest. Was. Where are you going to? Can I ask that real quick? Uh, it's somewhere in the Bahamas. It's only Friday to Monday. It's just a three-day uh, cruise to nice. test out, see if the family like it, likes it or not. He's leaving oh. the continental U.S. to get away from this game. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I just looked at it. Uh, the Evil Empire has a 15-player advantage at 19 spots, according to ESPN. Uh, they won last game 255 to 188 against you guys. I, I hate talking about them, but, yeah, they're going to win. Evil Empire. Uh, did I say Phil picked the Wampus Cats in the previous game? Because he did. And this one, he also picked the Evil Empire. I am as well. What did my beautiful notes say about this beautiful matchup? Mahomes is quietly dominating QB1 on the season. He's getting – I hate uh, – you guys, I hate that these are the two. They're on here with me. He's getting that LeBron level where the expectations are so high that you can't really exceed them. So he just quietly has MVP-level seasons. Fields is making the quarterback decisions tough on the Evil Empire. Um, he does get Atlanta this week, so that'll be interesting to see which ones he which one he goes with. Um I don't, and uh, the commission mentioned this about his team. I don't have cut plays again. There is a real concern that there's no reason to bring him back if they're in the dumps whenever he does come back. Um, James Cook. Why don't I have it? Get, oh, get more touches. Yeah. He had more touches last week. It looked all right. Uh, so hey. that's the, that's my player to watch. Um, and the Steelers um, are getting more creative with Pickens. We saw that run in. So they might be looking at more of a Debo type usage, which would be which would be lovely for the Zen Masters, I'm sure. But yeah, I will say my running backs get projected one additional point almost every week. My rookie running backs do. Isaiah mm-hmm. Spiller's starting to get some starting time. Yeah, we're starting to remember this is that not he the existed. Year to win. But yeah, just give Please me don't. some give me points for next year. Please don't win. Please don't win. Okay, next. <laughs> next. Now, this um, this would have been probably the game of the week if not for what we have riding on the actual game of the week here. Um, we have the Gamblers at 6-4, and four, traveling to the 9-1 and one Dobermans. The Dobermans are 20-point favorites. Matt, take it away. Uh, I was looking at this. It's it's a close matchup. Dobermans 9-1, and one, but 
I wanted to go Gamblers. I like the Gamblers team. Looking at them, they they do look pretty strong. But um, I think he's only starting one QB this week, and the Doberman's got Josh Allen, which I don't know if you are looking at the forecast, but there's like 30 feet of snow projected for the Bills hmm. game. Uh, so who knows what Josh Allen ends up there, and he's questionable too. But the Doberman's look strong. I'm going with them for the W. Yeah, um Gamblers uh got a couple guys on buys this week, like Devin White, Tom Brady. Um who else? Oh, Fournette, even though he's not really doing anything. I just think the Dobermans have some really good matchups. Josh Allen against the Browns, Kamar against the Rams, and McCaffrey against Arizona. I think they just have too much firepower on offense. Even though the gamblers are stacked on defense, if you look at them. They've got about six or seven guys that are in the top ten. But uh, I think the Dobermans will pull this one out this week. Uh, yeah, I have uh, Warren as my player to watch. Um, Daniel Jones does get Detroit, which will be interesting for him. I think he'll have a good – I don't think he'll have a big game. But Allen and Burrow are – How well, dare you? I thought you thought that I had the wrong game game. Um, no. <laughs> Allen, Allen, and, Allen and Burrow are number two and four on the season. So that's that's obviously a lot of the uh, Doberman success. Cole Komet, two touchdowns each in the last two games. We'll see if he continues to hit it up. The Falcons defense is terrible. Um, and the defensive advantage is all to Dogtown. So I, too, have them moving to 10 and one. Now, it's our game of the week. And why is a 4-6 and six team in our game of the week? Because this is the winner-go-home moment for the Marmot Midnight Riders as they host the 6-4 and four Rocks Atlanta Renegades. We've talked about horrible luck with the scoring against for the Midnight Riders. Um, it's not so much the amount of points, but it's when they come. Um, it seems to be like awful with the timing on that. So he is on the watch this week. Matt, take it away. Uh, Phil had the Dermans in the last game, and he is going Midnight Riders on this one. Yeah, it looks close to. Uh, I mean, the Midnight Riders, they have a good team. They are four and six. Uh, the receivers are always strong there. Um, the Renegades are, I mean, yeah, they were projected to be one of the top teams this year. Six and four is definitely a letdown for them. Uh, and I think I think they lose. I, I got the Midnight Riders one and two, led by the amazing Baker Mayfield. Detroit. Yeah, um, I'm looking at this. He's got a lot of red cues next to his names on the Midnight Riders, but I don't think that's really going to make a difference. Uh, you're looking at the Renegades. They got some good running backs. Lions with Swift. Swift, something's going on with Swift. He's banged up, so he's not really getting a lot of carries. Um, Jared Goff, still don't trust him. Stafford, who knows? I just think. The Midnight Riders, they're the second highest scoring team, even though they're four and six. I think they're going to pull this one out this week. All right. So we have, um, let's see what I have. Golf on the road. Um, no faith on that. And Tua is on by. Uh, Rogers is starting to get moving a little bit. Like I said, QB 14 on the year. And Baker is back. Um, what is happening with Swift? I know Detroit kind of answered it, but that's a huge question for them. Oh, and does CMC hurt Debo, uh, Debo's value on the Midnight Riders? That's a little interesting uh, little tidbit there. He doesn't need to be used as gadgety now. So um, yeah. it, it's kind of like seen it. his value take a little bit of a dip. Um, all that being said, I can't fathom this team dropping to four and seven and essentially on life support for the season. So I am going Midnight Riders. It's a consensus on the game of the week. So that's it for the KDFL Week 11 preview. Let's see what I got here. Let's do our little sign-off here. Uh, as far as last week's locks, we went 3-6. and six. Um, I missed the lock. I hit the upset with the Packers. Nothing makes me happier than when I hit the upset of the week. Um, Detroit hit the lock with the Chiefs, giving 9.5 to, yeah, to the Jaguars. Should never have hit that. Missed the upset. Um, and Phil hit the lock with the uh, Dolphins beating the crap out of the Browns, and he missed his upset. Standings are, I'm at 14 points, Detroit's at 12, Phil's at 11. We'll do the honors here. Let our special guest host, who's basically just the fourth host now, give us what is your upset and what is your lock? Either way, either order. Uh, the lock of the week, Eagles over the Colts minus six and a half. The Eagles lost to the football team. 
the Colts. I don't think they have the same magic this week. They're not playing Josh Mc, McD. As, <laughs> I won't say the name that I normally call him, but Josh McD. Uh, I think the Eagles come back with a vengeance and pretty easily beat the Colts. Detroit. Yeah, I yeah I got uh, my lock of the week is the Vikings at home getting one and a half against Dallas Cowboys, and then my upset of the week. I believe, oh, is my Detroit Lions on the road against the Giants. I usually don't like doing that, but there were so many three-point games I did, didn't, didn't care for, so. Might as well right, I, I forgot. And then, I, I was about to say, I was waiting on it. I was waiting on it. And yeah. everybody, uh, we can't wait to see you again next week. And everybody knows Brett sucks. All right, my <laughs> upset. Uh, I got it's piling on now. Justin Fields is going to rest for 200 yards and upset the Falcons. <laughs> uh, I, this week. I, I'm amazed. I don't understand why we're three and a half point favorites. That feels like a plus one or pick them game to me um, with yeah, how I hot agree. the Bears have been. Um, Phil uh, has picked the lock as the Bills minus eight over the uh, Browns, and he has the Jets beating the Pats. Absolutely incredible. And uh, you can always follow us at KDFL Podcast. Uh, follow me at Brett Still Two. Follow Phil at Phil Rexy and Detroit at Detroit at John eight three seven four. Matt is uh, Raiders Matt Smith, I believe, on Twitter, right? Uh, Simply Raiders. It's Raider Matt, Matt Raiders Thursday, something like that. I don't. Well, you know, follow it. him. Follow him. Find yeah. him and follow him. <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for my uh, lock of the week. My luck of the week, I'm going with the Rams getting four and a half against the Saints. This is a funeral game. Both teams are terrible. I don't see one being able to pull away from the other. And I am Mr. Thursday Night, so I pick the Titans to upset the Packers outright um, um, coming up on Thursday night. Also, one final announcement before we hit the road. The next episode you see will likely be a special edition episode, the KDFL it's my dream. We've gotten logos. It's a logo reveal show for your 12 favorite KDFL teams. The commiss will be on. We'll break them down. We'll reveal them one at a time. It's going to be amazing. So for Jonathan Detroit Haynes, for the Captain Phil Rexy, for Matthew Smith, I'm Brett Steele, and we will see you next week right here on the KDFL Fantasy Football Podcast.